Yeah, what we've been talking about so far is Salam Aleikim. What does it mean to be in the image of God? And the word Salam, we said, must mean one aspect of connection. He's hinted there's many other deeper and deeper layers of in what sense we might be in the image of God. But on a simple level, we want to find one thing that's deeply in common. And Elohim, the name Elohim, rather than saying Tselem Hashem or another name of God, is because the name Elohim, as we saw in chapter two, is Balakoychus Kulam, the master of all forces. You use the name Elohim when you notice forces and powers in the world, and then you attribute them all to the source. Okay, that's when we use that name. Cain Badim So in this image, Kivyachal, as it were, Right, we're saying that that means that what you're about to say could easily be misunderstood here. And you borahu that's exactly how or that is analogous to the way that Hashem created the human being. Vishlito and gave him power over, and we need to understand this term very, very carefully. He's good. It needs a lot of refinement. Aribe Ribavon, Aribe Ribavon refers to myriads, tens of thousands or tens of thousands of these forces and worlds that have no number. Now, what are we referring to here? So forces means in some sense, in some way, the human is going to have some kind of power over all the different forces in this world and in higher worlds and higher worlds and higher worlds. And as we understood, worlds means frames upon which reality exists. It exists in many, many, many layers interconnected with one another. And in all of those, there are innumerable powers, forces, etc. And somehow we are given power over all of this, making us in the image of Elohim. That's understand what's going on. And Masar and Biyadin, they've been placed in our hand. How does that mean? Um, we are the one who speaks them and drives them. Okay. How do we do this? Not consciously. We can't say, click our fingers and say, come on world, do this. That doesn't work. But it works through all the details of the actions, of the motion of our action, in our speech, and thoughts. And all the structure of the operations that we do, where they are good, or the opposite, God forbid. This is based on the Gemara Pesachim, by the way. He doesn't want to say the word bad. Because when you're learning something like this and you're going this deep, you should try to only use positive words. It's a Gemara Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. What's that about? Is that about like Mazal? It's, it's well, well, if we're saying that every detail of every speech you ever make impacts all the worlds, right, then uh, you really want to keep, keep speech extremely, uh, the Gemara says exceptions if it's quicker and easier to teach material differently. But, okay, but why? What's going on? So this is just thrown out something unbelievable, which is the core and the epicenter of the entire Sefer. Everything else he's going to teach, which is going to be an elaboration and detailing and clarification of all that's just gone on in this few sentences. So we have now, that's it, we can finish learning. <laughs> this is now, but this is so deep and so powerful. We need to understand what on earth has just happened here. When a person does actions, um, speech or thoughts that are good. He gives, he keeps in existence and adds extra strength. 
in all these powers and worlds that are higher, these holy things. But most of them, Gedusha Aaron adds into them holiness and light. Kamosha Kosov, as the Apostle in Yeshai, the verse says, for Asim etc. God says, I'll put my word in your mouth. At the end of the verse is, to plant the heavens and to give foundation to the earth. Right? And the rabbis themselves say, don't read when the apostle, right? All your children, right? To learn the ways of God. So don't read your children, those who build, your builders. Because we are the ones who are structuring all the upper worlds, as if we're building a masada, like somebody building a building, giving its power. What has he just said? So he's saying that in a sense, now we've got to explain how this works, but very roughly, Hashem has aligned it so that it's a bit like there's a program running or a set of programs running via different layers. Just like we spoke about, you know, if you're in a, in a virtual world, so it's a virtual world, it always appears like, um, like we're dealing with the graphics and the sounds, but actually we're dealing with the program that is running behind that virtual world, right? We're really adding inputs into the program but it's projected onto some kind of representation that is graphic and, and audio and et cetera. And if you get more sophisticated, you're not even really dealing with the program. So you move, yeah, you move something around and it impacts the program and that then translates itself onto the screen. And really you're not even dealing with the program, you're dealing with the bits and the bytes and units of information, ultimately dealing with flows of electrons. So you've got layers of reality. But imagine that in that program, everything that happens is to do with what you do. You do the right things, positive energy flows into the world. You do the wrong thing, negative energy flows into the world, or positive energy gets blocked and limited. And the entire way everything in the world works is therefore, it depends on what you do. So in a sense, we are like an image of God in that our actions impact absolutely everything that happens. If you only had one human being in the world, you could probably see that very, very, very clearly. Right, they do something wrong with the hand, the hand would drop off and all sorts of things all over the universe would stop operating. They do good. That's what happened to Adam Rishon, right? Yeah. How's that tie into free will if we feel that our, our behavior is like a direct consequence of, sorry, outcomes are a direct com- consequence of our behavior? Why shouldn't that tie to free will? Well, I, I guess I was looking at it from an extreme sense of view of, of Adam, where he's the only one and therefore like, you'd be crazy not to do good. Yeah, but you can still have free will as long as you're willing to take the all the destructive stuff, stuff that happens, which is right. the choice in the end he makes. Now, once the sin has happened and now no longer is there a single neshama, single soul, now a new type of free will enters mm-hmm. in which you can really run reality in so many possibilities. And every time the Rambam talks about free will, whether it's in Hilchus Chuv and the Laws of Repentance, or whether it's in the Shemona Prokim, the eight chapters he introduces, in, in any of those cases, he always uses not the verse before the sin, where it says that, you know, choose, eat, don't eat the tree of, of, of um, knowledge, it can bring death, to eat the tree of life. No, he wants the one afterwards. It says, Behold, man has become unique now, knowing good and bad, right? And, and Rambam says that means you can do whatever you want with the world now. But it's really this idea that ultimately the choices we make impact in ways we cannot begin to fathom or imagine. So when he says, like, in higher worlds, higher worlds, does that yeah. mean like, 
physical, not physically, but there's this world and then there's like a million other worlds yeah, and we're yeah. doing stuff on their worlds. I mean, we're doing stuff on our world, which we don't understand. No, he means literally lots of other worlds, but here's the wrong way to think about that. With all these things, there's a wrong way to think. So our, our mind imagines physical universes alternative to our own. That's right. not what's going on. There's no other physical space of any universe. What there is, is order of reality is projected through many different layers. And we talk about millions of these layers or, or realms or worlds. We also sometimes cluster them into four primary arenas um, in which they occur corresponding to many things, but including the four letters of God's name. Um, and all that's true. Um, and so depending on how deeply you could go within this world, you might see a different frame of reality and be in, in a different world, if you like. Just like the program is not really in another place to the graphics, really, and the bits and bytes. It's all just it's reality on many, many, many levels. on this world. Yeah. But it's also affecting stuff on a deeper Yeah, level. because if you think about it, from the will of God to our outer level of reality, there are many, many, many layers, right? A filter. Like a filter. So you could call it like a filter. We can't deal with the level of direct revelation right. of God because we're figments of his imagination. Yeah. If we were that conscious, we'd stop existing. So you need many layers through which reality can be projected and, and refracted till it can get to the point that we can be conscious here. But all of them... Everything occurring in the outer world is mapping that which is occurring from the inner world. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is Hashem's mapped the out in, that program to run based on us in the inner world. You hear, like, after the psychotherapy, there's a lot of psychotherapists that say the universe, like, talks to you. If you do this tool or that tool, X, Y, Z, the universe will react in a certain way. Manifestation. Well, I hear we say that's a literal, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, yes, absolutely. If you do this, yeah. then that will yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wrong. We can only do stuff here that has already been predetermined in the other world. Not predetermined, but yes. Well, where there's free will left if open in the other world. I and smack Yoda in the face right now, I can't do that unless the higher world gives me permission. permission to right, but it may give a range of possibilities. Right. Right, that's already a big discussion. They're showing that. Sorry, that's, what's that about? No, if, if in the higher worlds it was determined that right, right now, so that right now, Yehuda is untouchable, then you could do whatever you want. You won't be able to touch him. But that's not the rules you were saying. Right, that's the program, right? Exactly. Well, Where there's a range of possibilities, then, then, then there's lots of possibilities can happen. Yeah. But the point is not even that. It's not even discussing how much freedom of movement we have in here. Saying if we do, let's say, a mitzvah in this world, we put on tefillin, at that moment, something, a flow of energy pours through the inner worlds and filters down into our world. And something positive happens in our world, right? As a result of that, some light hits inside this world as a result of what's happened. We could, by night, we're literally building the inner structures of reality. We're repairing the damage in the inner worlds. We're, we're opening channels for the flow of, of positive, of God's will being revealed in the world and all the good that can happen as a result of that. Over And the opposite is true, God forbid. If a person has actions, speech, or thoughts that are not good, he can wreck May the merciful may have uh, have save us. Kama koichas many energy sources, but olamas elyonim or upper worlds, hakadoshim holy ones, lein erech v'shir limitlessly. Commotion ema like it says also. Harasayich macharivayich mimech yitzu. Your destroyers and your um, ruiners, let's say, they come from you, right? In us, literally, they come from us, right? Or we can sometimes darken the light that flows into the world. So the light still flows into the world, but it's lost its power. 
by Maktin Oram, or we reduce the quantity of the light that comes with the Shosam, or the amount of holiness. The person could therefore add power to the obstacle forces, the forces of contamination. Yes, this principle exists in many, many works that draw from Kabbalah. What he wants to add is that's what it means to be in the image of God. And more than that, it means that the level of power of the, the interaction of human choice. You usually see good ideas, you'll see them in many, many different sfarim coming from different angles. You hear it from here, hear it from here, and hope the picture starts to build and build and build more and more and more. Yeah. Is darkness just absence of good, so therefore? It's a good question. It's a, in a, at, its, at its absolute root, that's where it comes from. So that means there's less good but, available in the world. But there are active, active forces that, that actively are block. Uh, what happens? Right. So, no, so, so if a person does something wrong, they can activate an active obstruction force or destruction force. So if you, if you imagine it as in a physicalized imagery of, of the flow of light and channels of healing entering into the world, and then one gets wrecked over here and blocked over here and damaged over here, uh, you know, there's different ways in which the light can be obstructed, right? Because not all actions are equal. It's not every time a person does a mitzvah, exactly the same thing happens. And every time a person does something wrong, everything, exactly the same thing happens. It's very sensitive to what we do, how much free will we have, how responsible we are, um, what the particulars of the, of the interaction are, etc., etc., etc. Tzaddik, for example, does something wrong. Chastashalim, who's very, very plugged into the highest parts, could do immense damage. Whereas uh, somebody who's relatively insignificant because they've cut themselves off from anything good, they're doing wrong, won't necessarily have the same level of power. And then there's what intention is there? What happens if you're brought up this way versus you've used your free will this way, right? So that's why people who are growing Jewishly are going to have tremendous positive impact, even if they haven't, even they're still doing things that are not ideal. Whereas somebody that are going the wrong direction might technically be doing more mitzvahs, but they might be the power of their favors they're done by their free will choice is, is more significant. So these are all... He's, and he's hinting at these things by talking about different ways the light can come in, different ways the darkness can, can be there. But fundamentally, the, the consequence we feel in this world is a reflection of the damage we're doing to Hashem. Yeah, to, not Hashem, Hashem's will. Hashem's you can't damage Hashem. Hashem's right. infinite beyond. But you can, and that's the point he's going to have to bring out. Like, well, how, what are we saying over here? Right? We say, you know, and he'll, he'll discuss exactly. But we can, if you like Hashem as a model of how the world should be, his light filling it and his love and goodness filling everything. And we're the ones causing that to happen or block. And therefore blocking our relationship with Hashem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just putting the positive what we do good, yeah, magnifying, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, I'm still it's all horrible. This is what the POSIC means. The verse means that God creates man in the. In the in the image, in his image, but it's the name Elohim. In the image of Elohim, he made him. In the image of Elohim, constantly those words. Just like he is the master of all the forces in all the worlds, and Masadram structures the man. He come and drives on Kolrega every moment, as we learned last week. So he has willed it that the human being, he has empowered the human, right? He could switch his system off at any point. He doesn't need to run it according to our choices, but he is doing it that way. 
שהוא הפוסח והסוגר של כמה אלפי ריבויס, כויחס ואולמס. That in fact the human who is opening or closing a thousand, tens of thousands, the tens of millions of these powers, worlds, I'll be called Prote Sidri through all the details and structures and of his behavior, the Cholinyanov in all his matters, Becholes Viragamamash in every moment literally. According to the upper root of the of where each specific action, speech, or thought goes, as if the human is actually in charge of all of this. We're not in charge of all of this. Obviously, Hashem is running according to the laws, but the law he's cho- choosing to operate under is reflect- reflection of our actions. So we end up becoming, our actions become the epicenter of reality. It's very exciting, by the way. It can also be a bit worrying. scary. Yes, we'll see. Yeah, it's both. It's both of those. Is it, are we just affecting ourselves or can we affect other people in other situations as well? So when he says, most plural worlds, is not just affecting us. It's affecting everything. Yeah. Right, so directly, we can do something, I don't know, good in this world. Yeah, well, that's the thing. To heal him for somebody or daven people, these are all... That's directly for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We may not be able, we may not know where the consequence of our actions are really going. We may not understand how these things ripple across the universes, just like we don't understand in the physical world how the cause and effect ripples across the world as well. They're presumably parallel to one another, by the way. You're right, as something impacts in the spiritual world, it will magnify its impact, cause and effect impact in this world in ways we can't understand or imagine. But yes, in theory, it should, it, it can um, touch all sorts of things everywhere, not just in theory. But Om Rizal, And the rabbis of the Medrash tell us Eicha Rabbasi in the Medrash, the primary Medrash of the Megillah of Eicha, which is the, 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 uh, what we read on Tisha B'Av. And the Medrash says, Rabbi Akiva B'Shem, um, so this is Oimeh, there's a man she saw, Rabbi Yudhavim Simai? Yeah, yeah, Shkar, thank you. So, oh, you got the full thing, yeah. So he says like this, there's a man she saw, Aysim Ritzon Shemakim. When the Jewish people, when Israel's doing the will of Hashem, Maisifin Kayach Begurushlam Allah, it's literally what the Major says, they add strength to the might of the above. Now, the wrong way to understand this is that we literally somehow make Hashem stronger. right? Kamadat Amat, like the, but listen to how the Apostle sounds like it really says, is the verse in Tehillim in Psalms says, in God you made might or power. So if you get this wrong, you think you can come up with, you realize why well, this sort of thing you have to learn very, very subtly. You could Hashanah think you're actually adding power to God or something, right? That would be idolatrous. But with his mansion, but what it means is, is no, we add power to the will of God or to not to the will of God, to the system that God uses, the, the Balakoichus, the master of all forces. We're adding power to the forces that God wants to interact via. That's what it means we add power to that. And again, God could override that at any point. He doesn't need to do it that way. But he's operating. All the forces of his expression are being empowered or disempowered based on our actions. He, why? Yeah. Because this is the point of creation, is that there's a partner with God. That's exactly what we're doing. We are ultimately, you see, the real depth of this is Hashem, Hashem wants to shine his light and like share his love and existence with something else, right? And his will. The problem is that you and I can also create things, but we fill them up with our will, and therefore they don't have any sense of their own existence. So there's a concept based on a much earlier concept, Simtumim, of somehow we can't hold back, because if we stop thinking something, it doesn't exist. If we think it, it does exist. Some Hashem could do something in between, so that poised between existence and non-existence is this thing called the human being. 
And because we have some non-existence, we almost have an absence of his light, but ultimately that's non-existence, but we also have existence because we have his light. So somewhere in that delicate balance, we exist, but we can only therefore long-term exist if we bring his light in. But if he fills it up himself, then we stop existing. So we have to use the free will to bring it in. And all free will, and since ultimately we're all part of one bigness, Shama, each part has to be doing that. So we're all bringing that light of Hashem in or not. And whether light comes in or not into all the worlds and ultimately into us is all dependent there from what we're doing. That's kind of the, the logic, if you like, the, the reasoning behind all that. <coughs> okay. It was Mashiach. When we don't do his will, it's as if we uh, weaken the force of above. Exactly as it says at the end of the Torah, the rock in whom you give birth to weakness. Again, of course, you can't weaken God, but you can... He wants to shine the light in the world and he can do it that when we mess up, that weakens. The shiny light weakens. Overcome comes with the Zayah Kaddish. Now he's going to quote uh, sources in the Zayah. So next time you're learning the Zayah Kaddish, you can look these up and you'll see how what he said here shines light and explanatory power on them. Which means when a person does a sin, they create a damage above the canal. And obviously the opposite happens as well. Because Hashem HaKaz is where the Pasuk says, to know Israel Kim gives strength to God. Right, again, can't give strength to God, but he can give strength to the tools of the expression of his will. It was Zayresh Parashas Boy, also the Zayar in the beginning of Parashas Boy, so the Iyayim Be'avoy, etc. That's Elisat Sevar Hashem, this beginning of Iyah of the Book of Job, where all the angels come around God. Kad Yisrael, which means is they want to discuss and weigh up in judgment the actions of Israel. Right? They, they're going to stand, they're going to come to God. Because if the Jews do things that are not ideal, if Israel doesn't, it's as it were, we weaken the power of the expressive force that expresses the Holy One. Where we do good, then we give power to the force of expression that Hashem uses. But with how? But exactly as I said before. You give power to God, meaning you give power to the tools that He uses to express Himself in the world. All these are using the word Elohim. Because that's the idea that he's in charge of all the forces, meaning all the forces, natural, supernatural, are tools of his expression. And that's what you give the... Now, yes, when it's God, it's, 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 he's the source of all of them, but it's the tools plus him mastery over them. And it's there that you give power or remove power. As we said earlier, that is chapter three. Now, what's going to happen in the rest of this entire Sefer now, really, certainly the first, first gate, to a large degree, the others too, is pretty much almost everything else is going to be an elaboration of the amazing amount of things that are contained in this principle. This single principle, which is mind-blowing principle, it's like a, it's an earth-shattering principle because it's so easy. In fact, you know, maybe we'll even look at the first few paragraphs and let him tell us what's so easy to mistake and what's so easy to get right. He says this now, we'll start the fourth chapter. I think we'll have to, it's, it's a relatively long one, so we're not going to finish it now. <coughs> but let's make a start. This, now this of course a play, many of the lines, by the way, the uses are poetically beautiful plays on either Psukim verses in Tanakh somewhere or Midrashim, right? Many, many, that's quite typical of lots of writers in Torah. It's a lot of hidden poetry. So here, this is the law of, uh, of the man. Um, that, that's in fact, that phrase appears in the Torah. Okay. 
Call Ish Yisrael, my fact appears specifically when it comes to, um, it says, Odom Kiyomas Ba'el, talking about the laws of purity and impurity. And uh, the man who it gives a scenario of a man who dies in the tent and what happens to the impurity of the corpse. But of course, the hidden level is, which the Medrash brings out, is Adam Kiyomas Ba'el, you've got to die in the tents of studsiness. You've got to really, and of course, the, the level here is that when you really give your life over for the Torah, then you've really achieved all that the human can do. Okay. Kalish Yisrael, every member of Yisrael. Now, there's a level to which some of this applies, not just to Yisrael, but we're talking specifically about Yisrael who have accepted upon ourselves the Torah and therefore plugged in at an incredibly high point to all of this. should never, God forbid, say, What difference do my actions make? In today's world of low self-esteem, now it's like very typical. You know, what that? I can, I can, I'm going to become a big Talmud Chacham. So what difference does it make if I do learn a Gemara, don't learn a Gemara, learn a bit of Chumash, don't five minutes here, ten minutes there, listen to podcasts. It's not that I'm never going to become great in learning anyway. What difference does my Daphne make? I can't keep my mind focused anyway. Other people are Daphne better than me. What difference does my charity, my stock or do? I'm not very rich anyway, right? All these sorts of, I make no difference. That is what he's, he wants us to understand. Chas v'shalom, to ever let that voice sink into our head and say, you don't make a difference anyway. God forbid. Mani, what am I? My koyichidu for what difference do I make? Mas I shreni with these little actions I do. Shumin yibodim. Omnum yovin v'yeda v'yikba machshavosa. First yovin, you should understand this. You got to list every word is like gold. V'yeda and then connect to it. V'yikba machshavosa nibodim. And then fix in the thoughts of the heart, meaning the thoughts that drive our emotional connections. So we've got to do a lot of different things. What we want to do is first understand the principle he's going to say then really connect to it, and then let this become so deep that it becomes fixed inside our background attitudes that power the emotions that we relate to the world. Shekal protein mass of the, not even our actions, the smallest detail of the action. We give charity, is it with a smile? We daven, do we have kavon and two or three more words, right? We learn, did we just put a drop more effort in? All these things, even the details of them. Now, right now you're learning Torah, even the effort we put in it, every little detail. Kalais Raga, every single moment, and we said last time, it's roughly three seconds from over, right? Lois Avidu Chasronim is never lost. Chasronim, it would be Chasronim if it was lost, right? Umarabu Ma'asav Ma'oid God Ramu. By the way, it's a mistake people sometimes make when they're doing salichas, for example, in the run-up to Rosh Hashanah and it's like, almost like, I ask Hashanah for mercy, so my actions shouldn't count. No, Chas of course your actions have to count. The most you can ask is time. There's a few other things as well, but in principle, the Ramchal says this in the Siddhas Hashanah. You can ask for time. Give me more time because I want to get do better. Right? You can't ask that the actions shouldn't count. Chas of course they should count. That's the whole point of our creation. So the details of the action, the details of the speech, the of thoughts, never lost. How great are the works? Again, how plays on the fact that we say these about Hashem. How vast are your works? It's the same with a human being. Not exactly the same, but not a million miles away. And how exalted Shekol Achas each action we do, Oilak Fishosha rises up according to its root, Lifol Pulosa, Pulosa Bagofi Maroma, to do what it does in the highest heights. Tlailamas in the world, the Tzachtachas Oiras Elyonim, and the sparks of light that come from above. Um, now he has a little footnote over there, okay? Vakarov, go on, yeah? 
So it's, this is all nice in logic, mm. but to make it like really affect the human being, it has to, as you said, it has to come to you emotionally. Yeah. So how do you take this thing, which you can't even see or touch or understand fully, because you don't see anything happening when you do anything good or bad, yeah. and make it like a proper reality? Well, first of all, we're assuming we believe the Torah is Minash Shemaim, the Chazal is true, the Kabbalah, all these things yeah, are true. That, so but the point he's saying is once what you meant to, yes, so, so one obvious thing is to spend time seriously thinking about it and contemplating this, right? Spend time closing our eyes and understanding when we say, Ava, Rabbah, Tana Hashem, you really love us, the, the, all these various things that, and he's going to talk to the Sefer about different things, how we should think about davening, how we should think about, he's going to talk us through also how Anashama works and how, how different parts of the soul interact with one another. He's going to talk about what teshuva does. He's going to talk about what learning Torah does. He's going to talk about a lot of things in here, okay? How he, he, it's, uh, all sorts of things, brachas, everything. But yeah, it takes, it takes work to internalize this, these procedures. And, and whatever tools we normally use, closing eyes and meditating on them, you know, this, whether we use um, uh, um, whatever other, other exercises, musa exercises, right? singing something over many times, or whether we just... But just starting the beginning of understanding of Hashem, you know, my actions matter to you, right? And hearing what Hashem telling us, yeah, your actions matter to me. I care. I care about you. You're worth creation. Your actions make an impact on the world. All this kind of thing is part of the training that we need to do to ourselves to, uh, to understand. But first we've got to understand the concept. Well, what is actual reality? And then we can try and bring it in. The car of Lishmaya, here's a, a footnote where he says like this, and it's, Near to here. In other words, that's an interesting expression. Is, that, is it true? Is it possible? Right? But listen to this. That this is also within their intentions of some of the mission in Know what is above you. Now, there the mission says, Rebbe says there's the different things to avoid sin. You should know what's above you. All your actions are written in the book. So the simple meaning, of course, is, yeah, there's a camera on you. What you, what you do matters. Already what, the, what you do matters. And he's saying, included in this, he's being very careful not to say, this is the pshat in this. Because when people say, what this really means is, no, what it really means is its natural meaning. But there may also be written, phrased very carefully so that it also contains a hint at this that he's about to tell us now. What is this? Right, so Loma, what he wants to say then, in addition, Kim, even though you do not see how incredibly vast and powerful the actions are, you should know all that's done in the inner, inner, inner dimensions of all of creation. It all comes from you. Not just know what is above you, but know what is above is from you. What's above? Mimcha, it comes from you. We create our own. We create that reality, including the iron rudder, the eye that sees, the ear that hears, etc. Who al pima sechot, according to your actions, long note where do they tilt? Al that's how things move. The Chavaz Chaim, by the way, says that's one of the best reasons not to talk Lashon Hara. If you don't, just the fact that Hashem says that should also be a good reason, but because you don't want when we get judged in the courtroom above, there has to be a lot of Lashon Hara against us. That's mental. <laughs> yeah. so even the way we're judged is based on how... The Chavot Chaim says an introduction to the... There's something to do with this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course you get judged anyway, but it's so not filled from the same form. I heard I do. Like, you know, you don't want to be harsh and judgmental yeah. because 
that comes, yeah, that, yeah. But, <laughs> but here he's primarily talking about the way the world interacts. That's the primary meaning of this. The other stuff is also true. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So okay. It's not predetermined. No, none of this. That's the whole point. It's exactly not predetermined. That's exactly the point. It all responds to human free will. That's exactly what, what this is the opposite of. So it looks like it's all predetermined because you've got all these worlds and things flowing down, but then you realize actually it's like you've got the puppeteer moving, but then you realize a gigantic, pulling gigantic puppets, and then one of them is a human who's actually pulling the real strings. And where the human moves, the puppeteer's hands actually now go backwards and forwards, and everything else moves according to that person. It's a bit like that, by way of analogy. It's like you're, you're, let's say you have like an open world game, and there are rules, and you know exactly how it's going, and you, yeah. know, you know what to do, but you're, you're walking around, and if you do something, the whole game doesn't change. But now so imagine, right, but imagine how it does. That's what it's like. Yeah. As you do it, the world, the game actually changes. And since the primary goal of the game is bringing God's light into the world and bringing the world to perfection, the level to which that goes up and down. Does everyone have their own world? As in like, no. I'm struggling to comprehend how we can impact. I'm kind of seeing it as like little funnels, right? Yeah. So we have our different filters and we can impact that individual funnel. No. But we're actually impacting everyone else. Everything well. else. Because remember, Yisrael is, is really one entity. Israel is one entity. Ultimately, on some level, the whole of Adam is one entity. All part of, we've got part of God's soul. Right. So, so, so we've been split or broken, if you like, or, or grown into little prisms through which each channel is. But on some very deep level, it's called Yisrael, Yishlen, It's this entity called Yisrael that has the world to come, right? And in the end, everything within the whole of humanity will dissolve and become a part of this thing. You're really there's, quite a nation first. Like, it's, everything's collective. Can you not, well, there's collective and there's individual, yeah. right? Your free will is operated at the individual level. Yeah. But that's why we aren't just placed in separate worlds, disconnected from one another, because our actions impact everybody else. Every, everyone is, is, is responsible for one another. If, if one isn't keeping Shabbos, on some level, we're all not keeping Shabbos. One's not giving charity. On some level, we're all missing that out. Right, so we are all individual channels of responsibility. For me, the world is created. It means I'm responsible. Right? But we're also interacting uh, in, each, in the same world. There's only one world. Right? There's only one meta body called Israel and only one ultimate thing. That, that, but yes, uh, we'll each have different, in one sense, different levels of, of the world to come, different portions within it. But in the end, there's, there's, only, there's only one world, or one world in two different states, right? As it is now, as we journey through it to the time perspective, and then as it is when it's experienced in the timeless, transcendent time perspective.